Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Welcome back to Big Night, Jay Binkley. Christopher Tenpenny. Dimes, as they call him on Cody and Gold. Do you ever uh, do tweets, Dimes, thinking that uh, the next day it's going to be uh, featured? I try to get out of that mindset, which is hard, you know, but I just tweet, I just treat it like normal. I just tweet about the Royals, whatever I'm thinking, and half the time they're stupid, and the other half they're extra stupid. So it is what it is. Well, I mean, I enjoy it. I, I like the Dimes tweets on the Royals because you're like in the every game. Yeah, the best is when I'm covering them here and I'm just watch, you know, watching it on the TV. It's a lot easier to get the tweets off then. You like the Royals or the Chiefs better? I'm a baseball guy first. I mean, it's close, but I think what really told me was I was happier after 2015 than I was after 2020. Really? That's that's when I officially knew was when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I just think we're spoiled here. We went in 15 yeah. in baseball and we, and we win uh, – the Chiefs Super Bowl. I mean, you're looking. My whole adult life, we didn't win anything here, and now we've won baseball and football. Championship town. Yeah. Who wins the next one? You got to say the Chiefs, probably. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Royals aren't anywhere close right now. From the nine one three. Hey Binkley, do you agree? Yes or no? Currently, this Chiefs roster is super thin and not a Super Bowl team. As of today, the Chiefs have the worst secondary, wide receiver group, running backs group, and pass rush in the AFC West. Yeah, I still think they're a Super Bowl team because I'm from the show me state where it says show me you can beat the Chiefs because they've had a hell of a run against everybody. They've beaten the Broncos every year since 2015. They've won this division six straight times. Like someone's got to stand up and win this division at this point. Are they thin in depth at certain positions? 100%. I do like the wide receiver room because I think it's going to get better tomorrow night. I mean, I like the addition of Juju Smith-Schuster. I think the Chiefs really wanted him last year. I mean, Andy Reid's texting in pictures of Lombardi. You know, they needed that extra receiver. It shows you how much they wanted him because they ended up getting Melvin Ingram, and that's a guy they really courted hard until he chose uh, on July, July 24th, whatever it was, he signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but he was one of the guys they wanted. So it showed me they wanted Edge, and they wanted wide receiver last year, and now I think we're kind of in the same position, Edge and wide receiver. Well, I still think that's why I think the Edge is so important because I've seen these bad quarterbacks look good against the Chiefs. Average quarterbacks look great. Great quarterbacks look elite. If you're not putting any pressure on them, they're going to beat you. Again, and I've said, 
I don't care if you have four Jalen Ramseys out there. If you're given the quarterback all the time in the world to throw it, he is going to complete a pass because you can't hold a receiver with the rules currently in the NFL for longer than three or four seconds. You just can't do it. Especially with the way the quarterbacks play nowadays, too. It's like they get Kirk Cousins. We love giving Kirk Cousins a hard time. Imagine if if he played, you know, even 15 years ago. Yeah, 100%. From the 785, hey, Bank, have you noticed that most of the top 100 big boards all are, are all over the place once you get out of the top 20? 25. Yeah, that, that that's true. And Brett Veach kind of addressed that uh, the other day during his uh, during his uh, press conference. You know, talking about how the first round, even most of the second round, you can kind of guess what teams are going to do. Everybody kind of rate, rates the guys the same way. But then you get in the third, fourth, and fifth, it becomes beauty in the eye of the beholder, where some guys value certain guys more than others. And that's where you get in this chain. That's where you Fine teams having surprises. Uh, it's where you have a guy like Mitch Morse being drafted a couple rounds earlier than you thought he would be. But, uh, yeah, I 100% think once you get to the third round, it's all it's on the scouting. It's what you saw at the Combine. It's what you saw in your top 30 visits. All these people, all these teams had different guys in on top 30 visits, and obviously you had a guy in. You know a little bit more about him than other teams. Maybe you're blown away. You know, maybe Lucas Cruel visited the Chiefs tight end for Pittsburgh. Maybe the Chiefs were blown away by the way that because uh, I had him on the show. He talks about loving football. You know, maybe that was the one thing. How much do you really like the sport? And they learned a lot about him by having him in the visit. So maybe they look at him as a six-rounder instead of priority free agents. So we'll see what happens, but that's what he said. And also, you know, Brett Veach really talked about all the talent in the second and third round like he did last year. I think it's I think there's a lot of similarities to last draft, I think we have right around 16, 18 names on our on our front board as first round picks, and um, picking there at 29, 30, you know, the odds of you know maybe one of those guys falling um, isn't isn't great. But at the same time, we, you know, we're probably not factoring quarterbacks that, that most teams do. Um, I'm sure there's quarterbacks worthy of first round grade, which is obviously not going in that direction. But I think similar to last year, I think when you look at value in this draft, um, you know, 30 to 60 is really good. Um, you know. It, we were able to get Nick Bolton and Creed Humphrey last year. I think there'll be a lot of value uh, similar to that. I think a lot of really good players in that second and third round. And then Nick Bolton was part of a second-round pick thrown back with Orlando Brown when they make that trade. So not only get their left tackle, they get Nick Bolton as well. Not bad for Brett Veach on that end. Let's go to the phone lines, 913-576-7610. Rob, by the airport. What's up, Rob? Yeah, I was. Uh, I had to take other on baseball as well as the draft. What do you think about uh, the 30th pick? If there's a run on the quarterback on the back after the draft, the Chiefs trade the 30th pick to, let's say, like the Falcons for next year's one. That's almost a guaranteed top 12 pick next year. But the problem is, is I, I don't know if there's a quarterback worthy of saying, hey, let's trade back into the first round for a number one pick because, I don't know, man, they're all so close in talent at this point unless you really like Malik Willis, and I think he could be the best out of the bunch, or Desmond Redder. I really like those two guys. But are you going to get value for a team trading up with quarterbacks when these quarterbacks are kind of a dime a dozen this year? Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it'd be worthy for any team to get rid of a first-round pick. If the Atlanta Falcons were that hired up for a quarterback, they should draft a 1-8. I, I agree there, I guess. Uh, for baseball, I had a couple ideas to – I think make it more fun. What if you went with a 30 man roster where 
each series, the manager had to elect 25 as active. You have five inactive. You're guaranteed to have two starters inactive each series, but that allows you to have guys that you can bring in. So you can have the extra pitcher when you need it. You can have the extra, you know, hitter, fielder when you need it. And then my second idea is why not uh, do one tip? The 10th inning rule where you have the runner on second, do that for one inning. If nobody scores, take your three best hitters, have a five-pitch home run derby, yeah. and figure out, you know, solve it that way. Well, It'll be more fun for the fans anyways. Yeah, Rob, but as far as as far as far your idea is, I like the second one the best. I'm all for home run derbies. I think they're fun. Um, why not? Change it up a little bit because they always say if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, it, baseball needs fixing at times because they need uh, to trend younger. Because right now the average median age for baseball viewers is 57. The NBA, NHL, and uh, the NFL sit around 49. So, yeah, that's that's a big difference in age groups. And guess what? Um, younger generation needs to be watching baseball because younger generation turns into the older generation. So that could be a real problem. Let's go to Overland Park and talk to Gino. What's up, Gino? Uh, not much. Listen, uh, I've been studying this as much as I've ever studied it, and I wanted to give my opinion as to what the Chiefs should do and why and weigh in a little bit here on George Pickens because if I have my druthers won, the Chiefs will sit tight and not do a lot of trading. I don't think they've done very well trading up over the years. and Except for Mahomes. Take, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but we, we we need to take a lot of swings because we have to turn this roster over and we've got to get to the second epoch of the three epochs of the Patrick Mahomes era. And what we have to do in this second epoch is we have to restock the wide receiver cupboard because there's not much there for, for, for part two. Uh, the little guy number 17 is going to be gone after next year. I don't think we're going to want to pay him. McColl. We may not want him, but if we want him, we're not going to have the money to pay him. Uh, the tight end's getting older. Juju Smith-Schuster, if he if he uh, uh, is good for 1,200 yards, like I think he's going to be, then we're going to he's going to be a monstrous paycheck. So we're going to we need to draft a wide receiver. I I've been watching Pickens, and there's listen to what everybody's saying about him. Watch the film on this guy. He catches everything. He's so huge. I can picture him being the huge target for Mahomes for the next five to seven years. And I, I just love the way the guy looks. He, he's a number one receiver. He's not a complimentary receiver if he can, you know, stay healthy. And that's always a big if. You know, none of us are no, Nostradamus. But, I mean, this guy plugs things in a way that very few can. He's got a chance to be the, 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 the best receiver in this class, a small chance to be a solid, solid number one, and I'm not for waiting until the second round on receivers. I know we need other things as well. I want to take Boye, Mafe, and Pickens. I would I, I'm with you. I, I take a receiver in round one. But let me ask you this, though, because, I listen, I think Pickens does have potential. Again, it's potential. It's not already production with him. But 2020, he had 36 catches, 513 yards. Those are not good numbers in eight yeah. games. This past year – he had five catches for 107 yards. Those numbers suck. He only played in four games. He only played in 12 in the last two years. Like, what part of that is the scream superstar? He hasn't even gotten 720 yards in one season in college football. 727 was the most he got his freshman year. He had 36 catches. He never even had 50 catches 
in college football. You know, compare that. Yeah. Devontae Adams at 131 his last year at Fresno State and 24 touchdowns. I just, I'm with you, but what makes you so in love with George Pickens? Okay, it's this, and I agree that, that, that there's more danger there, but it's a combination of what they know his physical ability is, and then you add Andy Reid, and then you add Pat Mahomes. I think we're the one, That's fair. one place, but, but perhaps the only place or one of the very few places where you go, and the likelihood of us delivering the finished product is so very high. And That's I fair. think we would make him – I, you know, and, and I don't know. I, I didn't even know before you guys said something. I didn't even know that they had concerns about him being uh, immature and things like that. But boy, he looks good on film. And uh, the guys in Pro Football Focus say that he can really catch the ball. And I just, I just see him when you know he catches the tough catch, and he's so big and long. I'd like to see him put on ten pounds. Boy, six three two oh five. He's just beast like, and boy, he's got some some football instincts. No, he's tough, man. I, you know what? I don't even care about that immature thing and all that. I, that's stuff that can be coached out. I mean, that, that, that's, I mean, that's the least of your worries. I mean, that, yeah, that's something that he that can be coached out of him right away. So, I, I've always looked at that, and you know, I, you know, if he's off some team's boards, that's fine. Um, I I take a chance, and I wouldn't let that that not have you pick him as long as the guy comes to the NFL and is a total stud, uh, you could be passing on somebody really damn good. Yeah, I would take Sky Moore, but I'll tell you those those guys they see they see Patrick Mahomes walking out of that locker room and I they, they all just follow him. And and we I think we in that regard I think we have the best locker room in the NFL and I think we got a good chance of delivering him. I no question. I, I hope we get a receiver in the first round. No, no question about it. I mean, you, you look at this, Gino. I mean, you know, they're down there with Patrick, Team Pat in Texas, and the Chiefs will let him do it. You know, the rest of the team here, and they, they're like, no, you can, you can keep practicing down there, build team chemistry and all that. That's good stuff. I think more teams are going to copy what the Chiefs have done, but it's really unusual. They weren't like, hey, man, get your butts up here to Kansas City because we opened uh, – we have practice and everything else, and we've got – we're doing weights, and you all need to be here, especially Juju and MVS because they're new to the Chiefs. But they're like, no, go down and work out with Patrick Mahomes. Like, I like that. I think it's pretty cool they're doing that. Let's go to Neil and Lone Jack. What's up, Neil? What's up, Jay, man? Hey, first and foremost, um, cheers to your health, brother. I'm so happy to know that you're doing well. I had no idea that there was a health scare with you, and I can't wait to uh, hopefully get out there and support you with the beer thing. If I don't make that, I'm going to definitely have to try to get your Venmo or something because I definitely. Ah, buddy, I, I can't take that from you. No, don't worry about that. That's It was a scare, but uh, I'm back and things are good. I'm glad to hear it, brother. I'm praying that you stay that way and, uh, you know, whatever you need to do to get yourself uh, healthier, that's what we need to do, brother. Um, moving on, um, man, it's been so long since I talked to you, um, but obviously I'm listening all the time. <laughs> I got so many different emotions about the Tyreek trade, but um, that's kind of water under the bridge at this point, really. Um, <clears throat> bottom line is time will tell with any trade. Time will tell. But I am excited about having all these draft picks, man. I do not have really any specific names other than um, – and I really don't want to trade up as far as I'm concerned. I, I really want to stick, stick Pat where we are um, and take – Preferably uh, either safety edge or wide receiver with those first two picks. One of those three for sure. Um, 
But if we are going to trade up, I definitely don't want to trade up for wide receiver. I don't think I think there's good enough value, especially history wise. So many examples of good wide receivers taken in the second round. And you talk so much about how you know with edge, and I know you say it's different this year because there is a lot of depth at edge. But if you're going to move up, I think edge is the is the one to do. And uh, the one the one name I was reading up uh, on Airhead Pride today about all the write ups on all the players, and they did a great job with that. I'm still not even done reading, but. The one name that really does stick out to me a little bit on edge, and I think he definitely will be available at 29 or 30 because of the injury, is a Jabo. I mean, the one thing I really love about his write-up is how he um, leads Michigan all-time in um, forced fumbles in a season. And I, I think that's one thing that this defense has missed for quite a while. And is, is somebody really dominant on the defensive line that, that goes after the ball and forces fumbles more so than any other player. I mean, we used to have that with so many players over the years, obviously Derek Thomas and Neil Smith and some of those guys that we had back in the day, and they, they forced fumbles. And I would love to see this defense get a little more aggressive that way. Um, and last thing, Jay, I'll let you go, man. I can't wait for tomorrow night. I'm so excited. I'm probably going to go out with my boy, Johnny. Um, I think he's going out with a friend. I'm probably going to go out if I can with him to watch, but I want to give a shout-out to J.D. and uh, Southeastern Kansas. Brother, Jay and J.D., man, I had a 68 Mustang myself when I was a kid, when I was in my early 20s, and I love that car. I'll never forget that car. I wish I still had it to this day. I plan on getting another one at some point, but it was a beautiful, clean little thing, um, 302 stock engine, white with a blue stripe, and it was just clean. It had won a couple of awards from the guy I bought it from. He had a little trophy that he had won. And here's the kicker, Jay and JD. Mine also had a working eight-track radio. In fact, it came with a couple. I never played it. I put a radio in the back seat, and I just, like, a little boom box, and that's what I used. But it was pretty cool. I actually came with a uh, Barbara Streisand uh, <laughs> and a Neil Diamond. Wow. <laughs> Those were the two uh, eight tracks that I had in my, my 302 Boss stock engine. Clean engine. It was a beautiful car, man. I miss hey, that car. Neil, awesome. Cole, thank you very much. Yeah, we were talking about eight tracks the other day. I was talking about with Grant because I was, wasn't sure he knew. I was asking what a typewriter was, a library. I was asking a lot of stuff. Like, you have to actually check that out as well. But it sounds like uh, Neil uh, checked that out. Didn't quite get the Mike Renner and the uh, Proofable Focus on edges and wide receivers. We'll do that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Big and Nine, Jamie Inkley, Christopher Tenpenny. NFL Draft, less than 24 hours from now. The anticipation, it's finally here. I know you've heard about it a lot, but there's a lot to talk about with it. There's a lot of interest in it because of free agency. The Chiefs, they need edge rushers. I think I think that's still the most important thing that they need in corners. You know, I, I do. I have a second round, third round primary is for corners, safeties, those type of things. Several safeties I do like. Jalen Petrie uh, is kind of the cut on him lately. You know, Big 12 defensive player of the year, freestyle All-American. 18 and a half tackles for loss as a safety, three and a half sacks, two picks. You want you want a honey badger? That's it. Play safety, play linebacker, do it. And he's smaller too. He's like 5'11, 200 pounds. But he can do anything you want. Jalen Petrie called it a star position there at Baylor. Give me that guy 100%. But I'm really sold on him. All right. Uh, here's a little test for you, um, Chris. Okay. I'm going to give you numbers of wide receiver Jahan Dotson. Okay. Stud wide receiver, probably a first-rounder, Penn State. It's Penn State's pro day. Next one I'm going to give you is defensive end Arnold Ebicady. He's 250 pounds, six foot two. Jahan Dotson, 5'10", 184 pounds. All right? Okay. One of them had a vertical jump of 36 inches, the other one 38. Dotson or Ebicady? Ebicady. Evacady is correct. Broad jump. One of them had 10 feet, 8 inches. The other one had 10 feet, 1 inches. One of them was 7 inches better. Dotson or Evacady? I'm going to go Evacady. Evacady is correct. The uh, three-cone drill, which is 7 is really good. Less than 7 is kind of at that elite range. But one of them had a 6.95-second three-cone drill. One of them had 7.28. Which one's Dotson and which one's Evacady? Everything's telling me to go Dotson, so I'm going to go Evacady. Evacady. <laughs> so the 250-pound defensive end is more athletic up and down the board than Jahan Dotson that some are in level with in the first round. That's remarkable to see a man that size be able I, a second-round-ish wide receiver who's even in some people's first round. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, in Arnold's grow. I mean, Arnold's – this is why – I like this guy pick. And that's why I'm willing to stay there. Because I know he's second tier, but I think he's at the top of the second tier. Yeah. And I can't guarantee he's not going to be better than Jermaine Johnson as a pro. I don't know. Kayvon Thibodeau, he could have like one good year and you never hear from him again. Maybe he's hurt or injured or something. You don't know. I mean, you just don't know. It's the NFL draft. Huge crapshoot. We know about the first 15 picks, but beyond that, last year was insane. All the picks. It was all potential. It's like the Chiefs. They were sitting there at the end of the first round, and there was names like Liam Eisenberg, Sam Cosby, Alex Leatherwood, you know, on the offensive line, and, you know, none of them could play left tackle. The Chiefs realized it, too. They're like, there's no left tackle in this draft. 
We've got to make a move. Trent Williams, and they lucked in to Orlando Brown. They don't get him. They're really hosed at left tackle last year, but it all ended up working out for the Chiefs. Uh, Mike Renner was on with the uh, the drive yesterday. He's a pro football focus. And one thing he's talking about is the depth in this year's draft, which I, I agree, 100% deep draft. I don't think there's going to be a lot of teams willing to trade just because they want those picks. I think teams are going to be begging to trade back and get more picks in this draft because of how strong day two ends up being. And I think that's a product of obviously – Last year's draft, having so few guys, a lot of people, you know, whether it was small school guys, whether it was the Pac-12 all returning to school because they didn't put, like, anything on tape because they didn't get to play. And so you got a lot older class, a lot more polished products, a lot of depth in this class because of that, because last year it was really only the elite guys who came out early. And uh, some of the uh, second-tier wide receivers, we know who the first tier is, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, even though I wouldn't have him there. Uh, Traylon Burks, kind of in the second tier, not quite in the first tier. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. And then what about the uh, second tier or round two type receivers? I really like George Pickens and Sky Moore. The thing is, will they make it to round two? I doubt it. Like, they'll make it to round, they could make it to round two, but not deep into round two. So that, that would be it. If you trade back out of round one, I would love that fit for either of those guys. After that, the other guy I'd highlight there is Jalen Tolbert from South Alabama. A little bit of an older prospect in his fifth year coming out, but I thought he showed really well at the senior bowl, has a really all-around sort of game to where he's not necessarily pigeonholed into one role or the other and also was a pretty good deep threat on tape. So for a second-round pick, I mean, you're not expecting a guy to come in and be a world beater, but that's the guy who can come in and start right away for you. The one question is, obviously we talked a lot about moving up. What about moving back? We, we had a caller that talked about, you know, would you move back if a, if a team like the Falcons came up and said, hey, we'll give you a first rounder next year. We want to get back into the first round. I think that's pie-in-the-sky thinking, but don't see it happening. I think teams that are drafting at the end of the first round want to stay drafting at the first round because of the depth, like my rank runner was talking about. But the Chiefs don't need to trade back and get extra picks. They already got two in the second, two in the third, two in the fourth, six picks in the top 103, and next year they're sitting once the comp picks are – uh, doled out and Tyron Matthew signs with the team, get another comp pick. They're probably looking at 10 or 11 picks as we sit with the draft in Kansas City. Chiefs are fine in draft capital, but would he would Mike Renner seems to be pro moving back. That a number of different positions they've gotten a little top heavy as a roster as a whole. And I think that was kind of the resetting of why they traded Tyreek Hill in the first place is because they just couldn't continue to go down that path from a cap perspective. Uh, with no you know, cheap young talent. So I, I think that's where they're going, and, and I 100% agree with that assessment. Like The amount of guys I have borderline first-round grades on stretches out deep into this, deep into the 40s, 50s in this draft class. They're guys that it's really just a toss-up on the board of what uh, position you want and what kind of skill set you want. So uh, I do think there's a ton of talent and a ton of guys who are in the second, and like I said, even early third round in this class that will come in and be immediate starters and could even like vie for rookie of the year on either side of the ball. And he also addresses bigger need for the Kansas City Chiefs, edge or wide receiver. Where they sit at the back end in the first round, like ideally, I think the obvious need is, you know, replacing Tyreek Hill, I think would be the biggest, you know, value add. But just looking at the roster, like they have options at least at wide receiver, whereas I'm not sure they have any other pass rushing options along the edge. So uh, I think that might be the biggest need in terms of, you know, you're sending out guys who 
aren't going to be able to win one-on-one. So add a lot of uh, in your edge rotation right now to where that's probably the biggest need, in my opinion. Mm. Mm. What will they do? Hopefully we'll start seeing things start to trickle out. But right now what I'm reading, okay, looks like Jermaine Johnson is going to be a top 10 pick or top four pick at this point. Looks like the Chiefs may have the Vikings, the trade, all this stuff, man. Smoke, smoke, smoke. Don't buy any of it. There's going to be so many fake tweets tomorrow from fake Rappaport, fake Schefter. You're going to have to make sure you look at the uh, the name rather than the real name they at and the follower account before you uh, buy into it. But someone's getting duped. Someone's getting duped about a trade like Debo just got traded and blah, blah, blah. It's going to happen, man. Twitter's a landmine. Guarantee it's going to happen. Guarantee it's going to happen. I personally think the draft is a top three sporting event. I have my top five that has like Daytona 500, the Masters, the draft, college football playoffs, pro football playoffs, but I've got the draft number three sporting event out of all sporting events. Doesn't surprise me. I'm actually surprised it's not two. One's pro football playoffs, two's college football playoffs. What's four? You stay in football? You Masters. Finally oh, okay. That's Masters, then Daytona 500. How about you? Super Bowl, and then well, I'm, I, I count, instead of Super Bowl, I count NFL the postseason. Entire playoffs, yeah. Is, count the whole postseason. I, I'm probably one of the only people that say it, but I, I love MLB baseball playoffs, even though I've never had a team in it except for two years of my life. So that'd be your number two. Love, so, and then uh, NCAA tournament. That's my March Madness. Those are my top three. Um, the one thing about March Madness, you know, it is fun to watch, but it's like NFL legal tampering takes over the first couple of days of it. I mean, as fun as it is, the NFL dominates that one too. I'm a KU fan though, so okay. like, you know. It's, it's like it's like they're gonna play they're gonna try to play on, on Black Friday this year, which is a huge college football day with some rivalry games and taking over Christmas with three three Christmas Day games. It's a football world. And Peter King yesterday, because uh, what they're doing is the night of the draft, they're introducing the Thursday night game, the first one, the opening game. They're gonna they're gonna release that tomorrow. So it's another one of the big surprises out there. It's gonna be the Rams. We know that it's gonna be Super Bowl champion. And then May fourth, they're doing the international games. Then May twelfth, they're doing the rest of the games. I used to get mocked for doing a uh, schedule release show because remember they just put it out. And you look at who they're playing next year and all that. Now it's become a big deal, man. Can't get enough football. They, they're they the best at everything, especially yeah. staying relevant 365. I was surprised they're not copied more. Yeah. Why don't these other leagues? <laughs> these other leagues don't even try to push people away. At least baseball like. fit the playoffs like the NFL did. Yeah, but. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a copycat league. Well, I had Mike Renner's opinions there on the draft. Charles Davis, one of the leading uh, NFL guys as well, gave his opinions. Tell you what those are next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Dimes, you're the fan out there, man. From the 816, this is the first time my girlfriend hasn't told me to change the radio station in my car since you guys got this James Franco-sounding guy producing tonight. I'll take it. Thank it's you. Dimes. Dimes, James Franco, I'll go by whatever. I can tell the <laughs> afternoon crew about this. But you're getting some love as James Franco, Dimes. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate the love. That's a good person to sound like. I mean, his movies are great. Have your girlfriend call in, 913-576-7610. We'd like to thank you for letting you listen to us on the radio. Right. Because that, that probably happens quite a bit. You know, we've all been in the car with, well, I, I knew some of the listeners, maybe you haven't, but um, with a girlfriend or a wife, and you're driving around the car, and your significant other says, what the hell, man, put some music on. I don't need to hear about Mahomes or Chiefs draft, and I guarantee you've heard that. Yeah, my but, wife does it all the time still. But, but don't what's that? Said my wife does it to me still. Really? Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty common. You know what's this NFL draft everybody's talking about? You know I mean, why are you so excited? But the thing is, is like that dude you're with in the car is getting real excited about this. Like this is something that he likes. This is something he likes a lot. Now because you let him watch the draft, he's probably going to take you to a nice dinner. I assume we take you a nice dinner, maybe get some flowers. If you let him sit and do absolutely nothing for the next three days. And I get it. It's a lot to ask. It's a lot to ask. But it's important. But if you let him do nothing, unless you go to the beer fest on Saturday, but he can do both and bring a phone to watch it on TV. But three days in a row, just let him veg out on the case. He's going to look extremely lazy. But he's doing it because he loves it. And this is something he likes. Think about him taking you to that musical or that play or that Mannheim Steamroller or Trans-Siberian Orchestra around the holidays. He didn't want to go, but he did it because of you. He did it because of you. Think about that silly hat and sweater you made him wear around Christmas. Think about that. Think about the uh, time he went and saw your family and he was probably bored. Think about that. When you let him watch the draft this week, and it's all I say, or you watch it too. Probably you, maybe it's the the female that wants to watch the draft, not the male. I mean, that happens all the time too, all the time. We need to clip that and put it in the rotation of commercials. Just for whenever, whenever you're driving along, that commercial comes on. Maybe, maybe people, maybe guys will be allowed to listen to the radio a little. Well, it's, it's a PSA because I know there's a lot of guys out there that want to do nothing but watch this, and I get it, man. If you say you hole up Friday, Saturday, or Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I mean, you're going to have to maybe come down with a cough or something or a, you don't feel well or use diarrhea. That always works. That always works. Thursday night, Friday night, you're not doing it. You're watching the draft. 
telling you though, man, do something else. Let her go out. Go out with your friends. Perfect weekend. Just go. Just go do it. Like, is your is your wife gonna let you, James Franco, sit around and watch the draft? You know, I I will be able to watch it tomorrow night. I may have to do some other things on on rounds two and then the rest of it on Saturday. So I'll, I'll get one for sure, but maybe maybe working around the house a little bit after that. Well, but there, there's time to do that. You can do it before the draft, like Friday night, then still six. Got ample time to vacuum. Yankees are in town, though. I mean, oh, I know. there's a drone show on Saturday night. So, yeah, that would be cool. I mean, again, that kind of falls in the same yeah, I'm category. Curious. How many but... people are going to watch the Yankees Royals? You're watching the draft, or bringing your phone and watching the draft at the Royals game. Saturday will be good because it's Lynch, but Hernandez and Bubich are getting are getting Thursday, Friday. But it's the Yankees Friday. don't everybody hates them. Yeah, you know, from the eight one six dimes. Ironically, I'm a woman who's a singer all my life, love music, etc. However, my radio is on 610 for 99% of the time. That's what I'm talking about. That right there is a fine female. We need to get it up to 100. Oh, boy. <laughs> the 828 asking me. Oh, this is, this is a tough one, man. My wife's birthday is tomorrow. How do I get away with the draft tomorrow night. What well, is the first round? You don't. How much does she mean to you? Yeah, you don't. You don't get out of I it. I mean, divorce is an option. <laughs> I don't recommend it, but it is an option. But I feel bad for you, bro. I mean, again, fake diarrhea. So you can't even leave the house without sitting on a toilet. Of course, you're going to fake it a few times and go in there and pretend but that always works because who wants to uh who wants to test that theory who wants to not believe you because of that my wife's birthday is tomorrow how about next weekend how about you go rent somewhere how about a nice trip to excelsior Springs, staying at the elms how about taking her to weston and hanging out at a nice bed and breakfast or something i mean there there's ways there's ways to do this 816, check the phone at dinner, pal. What's that mean? Does that mean you check the phone or you can sit there and watch a draft? I will tell you this. His attention probably will not be on you. It's going to be who the Chiefs take at 29 and 30. I'm I'm being honest. Because he's really not going to care about you. He's going to care about who went where. That's the sad reality of it. I'm just telling you. A lot of people probably think I'm full of crap. Oh, Jay's stupid right now. Don't listen to him. He's, no, I'm just, just telling you ladies how men really feel about the draft. It is nice that the first round's on a Thursday because you do get out yep. of more things. It's not quite the weekend, so you don't always have those night plans. Yeah, well, I'm Double J, let's go to you. What's up, Double J? Hey, what's up? What's happening? How are you? I'm good. How about you? Hey, I'm going to try to come out to uh, that thing in a couple of weeks for you for the beard. All right, thanks, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how you doing, brother, man? Uh, and uh, uh, just do what you need to do and keep keep being healthy, man. We'd love you on the radio. And uh, uh, I just want to say, uh, uh, I'm not worried about the Royals. We're going to be fine. Uh, Last night was an awesome game. Daniel Lynch 
pitched a heck of a game last time. And uh, it's still early in the season. I mean, yeah, we're not clicking on all cylinders, but we'll 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 start to get going a little bit. I'm loving what Bobby Wick's doing. He's fixed in his streak. He's starting to hit nice, isn't he? That's good. I mean, and the good thing is our division sucks. So (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not too worried about it. We're going to be fine. Give them some time, Royals fans. We're going to. It's going to be a fun season. It's going to be a fun season. Well, I hope so, Double J. And the thing about it is, four of the teams in the division have at least 10 losses. Exactly. (laughs) That means means when you didn't play good baseball, because the Royals have these streaks going on where they have losing streaks. And last year, they had 11 game. I'm talking about early season streaks, like April and May. 11 games the year before, 60 in a 60 game, or six in a 60 game season with the Hughes. They've had six game losing. They've had these losing streaks early on. But you know what? At the end of the day, it hasn't hurt them. Absolutely. Appreciate, appreciate the call, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Double J. Yeah, but it's beauty's in the eye of the holder. Do you look at the glasses half full or half empty? I look at it as they're two and a half games out of first place. But then the reality says you're being too optimistic. But then I tell myself, hey, everybody else got 10 losses. They're all playing the same. How, we could be better than that. I've seen them all play. Which team in this division scares you? The answer is none of them. The Twins' offense is terrible. Chicago, I know they're hurt, but they're playing like crap. Cleveland, I'm not buying what they're doing either. So, we'll see. Mentioned Charles Davis, who was on with the drive. Um, Here was his thoughts on the biggest need heading into the draft, the Chiefs. Well, it's funny because I've been kicking around. I've got to do my last mock draft and hand it in for publication tomorrow. And it has just been a struggle. <laughs> I mean, an absolute struggle. I think secondary is a, is a definite need, especially on the corners, because of the versatility of how players play for, for spags, speed, people like that. I think that that versatility would, would, would be ideal. And I do think another pass rusher because – Last year, when they were able to kick Chris Jones back inside, you know, he really wanted to play on the edges, but he is a much better player and can't see much better defense when he works inside. Those pass rushes are paramount to make it work so that you can move him inside, and there's no way for the – he can't really look at you and go, well, can I be outside because the other guy – no, uh-uh. We get Melvin Ingram outside now. You're good. You got Frank Clark. You're good. I want those players. That's, that's what you need. Because Chris Jones inside is the ultimate wrecking ball. I mean, the absolute force. So those are the spots that I'm really IDing more than anything. Would wide receiver be a help? Absolutely. But at the same time, they kind of bought themselves a little bit of time with Juju and, 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 and with Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And the way this draft falls, there are going to be a lot of receivers. You don't have to pick one right there and one, even with two picks. There will be receivers coming. Now, if you find the guy you absolutely like, Go get it. Take it. Because you keep my homes happy. You're keeping that offense humming. The whole deal. But I do think they bought themselves some time with their offseason acquisitions at wide receiver. And Charles sees the Chiefs as being aggressive once again. Listen, they've done it before. We know that they're aggressive when, they, when there's something that they want. Hello, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you know, when there's a person that's in their sights that they absolutely have to have, that they are willing to try and put that capital together to get it. 
So I am bullish on that. I have to admit, I was a little surprised to hear Brett say that about the number of guys that you have first-round grades on. Because, let's face it, every draft that has ever ever held, what's the first thing a GM says after the draft picks are are done? We got exactly who we were looking for. (laughs) Right? So the the idea that you say there's 16 to 18 first round, and then if you don't draft until 29 and 30, wow. That changes things a little bit. Now, I love his honesty. That's what I love about Brett. I think that they're going to try and be aggressive. I think that they're, they're checking it out right now to see, see if there's a possibility of getting involved in whoever it is they might be interested in. And I have to think that Debo Samuel would be someone you'd be interested in. Here's some of the opinions we've had on 610 Sports Radio with Charles Davis and with Mike Brenner from Pro Football Focus. Uh, Ross Tucker chimed in as well. Wrap the show up with that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night, Jay Binkley, Christopher Tenpenny. Got a text here on the text line, 913-576-7610. Jay Southland, two-service text line. Says, uh... From the 816, I'm taking a work trip so I can sit in a hotel room tomorrow night to watch the draft with no distractions. I like that. So he's getting early, but, you know, getting there early wherever he's at, he's probably going to say he doesn't feel well. He just like to sit in his room. You know, his coworkers, hey, I'm going to, I got some work to do. I got to sit in here as you watch ESPN or NFL Network, whatever you decide to watch. I've actually done this before, too. It was a previous life I had, but I I uh, did the same thing, Dimes. I I made it to a hotel fast enough where I get pizza and beer and watch uh, um, the, pro, the Hall of Fame game. I know that sounds incredibly weak and petty, but it was to watch the Hall of Fame game. So I have gotten somewhere a little bit early. Hall of Fame game? I mean, I hey, get it. Was, it. it was I it's it. weak, but you, know, you wait for it. I mean, you wait all summer for yeah. it. You get training camp. It's like a rite of passage, and you're excited about the Hall of Fame game. And then, well, at least I was. And then preseason <laughs> football, and once they get the first one done, you're like, all right, let's just hurry this thing up. And then you're excited about the regular season. But you have a Hall of Fame game presents football. I mean, it's a terrible game. We all know it's a terrible game. A couple of years ago, it was even canceled, remember, because the turf wasn't ready? So they canceled the whole game? Because they tried to do it up in Canada, right? Is that No, it was going to be. Well, yeah. They, Packers are... No, that was a regular season game. Oh, was it a regular season? Okay. This was the Hall of Fame game where they they were they got new turf on and it wasn't players' shoes were sticking to the paint and all that. So they didn't do it. That's where the USFL uh, playoffs are going to be and the title game is going to be in Canton. Because Birmingham has the world games going on, I guess. Because every, every game in the USFL is played in Birmingham. So they're going to play the other games up in Canton. That's what the USFL is going to do, but very resourceful guys. And you know, it's what you choose, but I've done the same thing. So I'm not going to judge you on that. Ross Tucker joined Cody and gold. And of course he played the national football league does radio. Now works for uh, our company Odyssey. And uh, here was his, his take on the best wide receivers in the draft. Well, so I think Jamison Williams is, is the best receiver in the draft. I mean, he's just unbelievably, explosive what he did to sec dbs was incredibly impressive 
but I don't think he'll be there when you guys are drafting. The guy I really like when you're drafting, Jahan Dotson from Penn State. I mean, I live like an hour and 15 minutes from Penn State. I've watched every snap that kid's taken. He is just smooth. He is slick. He's not a big kid, but has a crazy catch radius. Now, all I'll say is this. You know how Tyreek Hill, like, miraculously, even though he's a little dude, can jump up and make catches that you're like, wow, how did he do that? Yep. That's Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson is like Tyreek Hill light. I'm not saying he's Tyreek Hill. Nobody is. Tyreek Hill is the fastest football player I've ever seen in my life. That's not Dotson. He's really fast, but he's not Tyreek Hill. My point is, though, they could use Dotson very similarly. Jahan Dotson is not Tyreek Hill, and I understand he says he's not exactly like him, but 4-4-3 speed. Tyreek Hill is much faster than that. I said in Jahan Dotson at the Penn State Pro Day, Arnold Ibikati, 6'2", 250 pounds, was better in almost every category than Jahan Dotson was. So not exactly buying that one from Ross Tucker. Also, Ross Tucker was talking about the Chiefs, the next 10 years, how they're going to look. I can't remember a team, and you guys have to, I'm sure you've done the research, probably not, Bob. But no, whatever. no, no, you're right. I, I can't remember Don't be so sure. Yeah. coming off of four straight conference championship games that has this much draft capital, like right. it has this many picks to continue to fortify the roster. Because here's the thing, they're looking at it from the perspective of the next 10 years. You know, the, the Dolphins aren't. Dolphins are all in on this year because they want to see if two is the guy. The Chiefs, if you think about it, Brady won three Super Bowls in his first, what, five years? And then didn't win another one for a while and then won another three. The Chiefs are trying to ensure that you guys are playing playoff games deep into January in the mix for the Super Bowl every year for the next 10 years. This is a much better path to do it than giving Tyreek Hill $25 million a year. They're going to really be able to give a pretty good influx to this roster. And the whole thing is the challenge to repeat. Because everybody's trying to beat you. That's where the Chiefs have gotten to. Just like, just like last year when you saw teams play the Chiefs different defensively with the cover two and the two high safeties because the Buccaneers showed a little bit something. They can slow the Chiefs down, and everybody was trying to do it. The Chiefs are going to get the best effort of everybody. And if you can stay number one when people are throwing the arrows at you, you've got to be able to do it or get home field. Look at the Buffalo Bills. They should have been playing that game at home against the Chiefs. And they have nobody to blame but themselves when they melted down in a few games last year. They should have played here. But you know what Buffalo couldn't do once they beat the Chiefs in the regular season? They were top of the hill. They couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle it because then they go to Tennessee and get beat. They couldn't handle being the best team. Couldn't do it. The one team that did, I think, kind of was the Bengals. But nobody else, because the Chiefs lost those early season games, but nobody could handle being the best. Buffalo couldn't handle being the best. Tennessee couldn't handle being the best. Because you know what? When you're, when you're number one, you get everybody's best shot. And the Chiefs have had to learn to deal with everybody's best shot. Now you have Khalil Mack going to the Chargers. You have Chandler Jones going to the Raiders. You have Devontae Adams going to the Raiders. You have Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. 
So these teams are sitting packed. They're trying to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. It's evident right in front of you. They don't want to take it anymore. And so whatever the Chiefs do, somebody else is going to be out there trying to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. But as Ross Tucker said, he's betting on Andy and Pat, and, well, I am too. I'm betting on Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes any day of the week Mm -hmm. to figure out how to put points on the board. Like, I'll take my chances with Andy Reid and Mahomes. And you're right. It will be a little different. They've got different body types. Valdez Scantling is like the big deep threat. Juju is, you know, the slant, the underneath stuff, the big slot, which, by the way, is why I think a guy like Dotson is the perfect fit. I just think he's the perfect complement to what you have with Juju and Valdez Scantling. And the thing I think is crazy is I think you guys are going to get two really good players at positions of need. Like, there's there's some talk that Karloftis, the DN from Purdue, that he's dropped a little bit. And maybe you get him. Maybe at 29-30, the draft falls in a way that you're able to get Jahan Dotson and Karloftis the DN from Purdue, who's just an all-day sucker, I, I think that would be awesome. Man, Ross Tucker is hung up on Jahan Dotson. Like, that's his guy. That's his guy. Do you, do you have a guy, I don't care what round it is, that 100%, again, it could be a fifth round, or six, it's just, they've got to get him. I used to be like that, but I just, again, I just can't get myself to do it because, you know, it's one year, I love, I love uh, you know, the Powell pick late or whatnot, and then it ends up being wrong. So I just kind of taken myself away from doing that. So I don't have a guy for like the first time in a long time. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, not the answer you were looking for. It's just, you know. No, I mean, it's <laughs> you get enamored with certain players. I've been enamored by certain players. It turned out to be nothing. Turned out to be completely nothing because you get enamored with somebody and they they let you down, man. You think they're going to be good? They aren't good. Plenty of whiffs. Plenty of misses. Plenty of why did I like this guy in the first place? And one of those guys I was a little bit concerned about was Cam Thomas from San Diego State. He led college football in pressures last year. Some people initially had him in the first round. Then he started slipping the second and the third. And I'm not sure why he could play inside and outside. Like that might be the hidden gem of this draft is Cam Thomas from San Diego State. Could be. Or he could be a bust. I don't know. There's always someone. My big thing on this draft is the Chiefs just need to get their guy. Even if that guy ends up being George Pickens, I'm going to judge them the same as a fan, you know, once they start playing on the field. And so, he could be a stud. Because I, I remember when the Chiefs drafted him home, people didn't like him. I'm honestly, right now everybody does. But draft night, they didn't like it. They wanted Deshaun Watson. And I got a lot of texts saying, well, Mahomes couldn't win at Texas Tech. What makes you think he's going to win the NFL? There was a lot of that out here. You probably know that too, Christopher. Seeing so, you know, it, you covered, you know, football before. You know that people weren't exactly happy with it. That's why tomorrow's going to be so fun. That's why Friday's going to be fun. That's why Saturday's going to be fun. The whole damn weekend's going to be fun. I've got you covered Friday night, Saturday, doing a draft recap on Monday. Yeah. Maybe I'll be here all night tomorrow. Depends on Julio and his how he's doing. If I had to, you know, talk him into it or something. You gonna be able to sleep tonight? No, it's draft eve. Celebrate. Get the presents underneath your draft tree and celebrate. 
I was going to have you play Christmas music tonight, but I thought that'd be a little too weird. Would have been fun. Would have yeah. been fun. A bit different. Thanks to Ron Kopp, lead analyst, arrowheadpride.com, uh, for joining us. Christopher Tenpenny producing. Thank you, Chris. I had a ton of fun today. I'll see you guys tomorrow night. Live draft coverage. Good night. Your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.